Webway Worldwide. Webway Worldwide. Worldwide. Webway. This is Dark City Discord, and we are... Well, we're the Batch Brothers, and I'm Scott. And I'm Stuart. And we're happy to have you here on this Tears Day, as me and my Batch Bro are going to take you through a couple of the Warhammer 40k 10th edition faction foci as they've been presented to us from the Warhammer faction preview. We're all excited. I do want to comment that I'm sad that it's orcs tomorrow. <laughs> Why? Because it's not Drakari. Yeah, any day it's not Drakari is a day to be sad. That is. And the Golden Boys that we saw today, I mean, we're going to get this in another session, but goodness gracious. Yeah, we're literally getting ahead of ourselves. So let's backtrack it all the way to the beginning. We're backtracking from the get-go. From the get-go, yeah. This is kind of what you get in a place where temporal distortions are common stay. But hey, Scott, what did you you work on this weekend? This week? Oh, well, let's see. I added some Kabbalite green to the Incubi Darkness that is the undermesh of a Kabbalite from the Flayed Skull. Still working on a tester. Yeah, and it's it's getting there. And thanks to your efforts today and getting me some Baylor Brown and you shopped your bone, which I'm fairly certain I have the latter, but you could always you can never you never have too much paint. Never. Um, but I'm gonna try some of their basing schemes, and then I have some ambitions to add some uh, my own little touch and flair. Where I excel, some of you that know my stuff is my bases. Yeah, they've been looking good. Uh, you gave me a couple different options, and they were good. I worked on some guardians. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I got 10 together um, with some of the perfection previews, um, but, you know. We'll get there. Don't worry. We got what? Chasing the meta. Well, yeah, just to kind of walk our audience through it, um, we're effectively going to look to cover four factions on this show, about an hour's worth of content if we can. Um, So as we go through this, you know, look forward to the next segments where we'll cover four more and they're in four after that until, you know, finally we're finished. Yeah, we hope to uh, release multiple episodes at once so you guys can all cram it in before 10th edition hits but today we're going to cover space marines tyranids chaos space marines and necrons supreme overlord knows that we're doing our best here so um best with, for last with, exactly wouldn't that be great if they are the last i mean wouldn't surprise which biomass is gonna outlast right. <laughs> the next <laughs> I mean, if he's still the arch, you know, the the supreme overlord of Kamarag, then you know, he's a cockroach. I'll beat her to the end of Not time. Not to jump into lore a little bit, but imagine just at the end, the Necron just go, uh-huh. and Tyranids are done. <laughs> <laughs> and Vex there to like, you know, enjoy it as well. All right, well, yeah, let's start then. Um, sure. Right back on track with our the Monkey's poor attempt at gene enhanced brotherhood, the Space Marines. Now, yeah. I know, uh, Stuart, this is one of, as you guys probably listened to the last show, big fans by now, uh, we walked you through, definitely a fan-favorite faction of yours from previous Cadence, so I'm going to let you start on this one and tell us, you know, a little bit about the 10th edition Space Marines as we've seen it now. Absolutely, and and they've got a lot at their arsenal, and I, it, I've, again, I'm going to say that 10th feels like our big rain back, at least for... I feel like they they did that at ninth, raining it raining it back before pre codex get everybody on the same page and then yeah and then they then they bloom like it's spring <laughs> again. That's a harvest let's, moon for the let's fall. Let's cross our fingers and hope that yeah. it's not as detrimental in tenth. Yeah, um, and just to set everybody's expectations ahead of time, two of the factions we're covering today will see a codex by autumn of this year, so you'll have a summer to sort of chew on 
the previews we're discussing now, and inevitably the I think the free PDFs that will be made available at the release of 10th edition. 624.23. Okay, yeah, look forward to that. Coming around the corner. All right, so yeah, take us through. Hit us on the Army Rules, some detachment action, and I okay. guess we'll have to hit some units too, because holy crap. Uh, essentially, the faction rule is going to be Oath of Moment. So Oath of Moment is, is command phase ability. You pick one enemy unit. So whatever's the biggest, baddest guy that you're going to gang bang on, right? Um, you're going to reroll hits and wounds against the target until the next command phase. God Emperor, see that it be brought down, brothers. Yes. Bring it down. Space Marines, they have the ability to focus fire as a collective. That's I going like to it. be shoot, shooting and... Well, it's enough to stop the music Melee. track, that's for sure. Uh, dead in its tracks. No, that's okay. We continue to go on. Um, <laughs> I think that was a disjunction. Holy crap. Um, no, I like that. So immediately when I read that, if I may for a moment, this is the Lord Junkie that I'm going to be and you all going to get used to. Um, those of you that read the first Stop three, it. Right, stop it. Uh, those of you that read the first three Horace Heresy novels probably vividly remember the Oath of Moment. You know, the you get the purity seal. It's your pledge, what you're there to accomplish. It's not only sort of your mission, but your whole reason for existence, all of your training up into this moment, your brotherhood, the squad, tactics, it's all going to that. It's awesome and sad at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for the glory here, so let's keep it happy. No, no but you're absolutely right. In this case, it's sad for your opponent because anything that you're going to be able to, to shoot at and hit and roll your, re-roll your hit and wound rolls on is going to be tremendous. Uh, competitive standpoint, perspective, that really... Puts Marines up there for from everything else that we've seen. Uh, a full reroll to hit and roll until the next command phase. Um, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Um, that that really pushes uh, minimum size squads. You know, spamming smaller units so you're, you're not getting blown out of the water it's with, true. A, you're not, with yeah, a heavy you, hitter. You're not ruled so much by a stratagem setting up a unit to succeed as much as your army to succeed against one you know priority target, and it's per turn. It's per turn. That's so amazing. You, Five units are going down hard, uh, without without you know expenditure of a high point command, uh, high point HQ leader, right? Um, or CP even. Yeah, and what that also means is your small arms fire your bolters that are now wounding the Votan on fives. Well, you're going to be able to reroll some. <laughs> it's fun to point that out, but we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, very cool. Army rules for Adeptus Astartes. Oath of Moment. But if that wasn't enough, they they included the combat doctrines back in in this iteration, it seems. I apologize. We're having some (laughs) difficulties. One of us is. No, I'll carry it through. No. So combat doctrines is a detachment ability, and this is uh, actually pretty exciting for me. So the word detachment and what was the other keywords that I mentioned? Gosh, dang it. (laughs) There, were, there was one that was actually very poignant. Um, oh gosh. Effectively, what we're going to be seeing here is a lot of um, detachments that are sort of um, exclusive to your army faction, you know, and I'm yes. thinking there's going to have a few maybe different detachments there to sort of flush out what an Astartes chapter may do. Now, in this case, we'll be briefly touching on the Gladius Task Force detachment, and Per the Warhammer community, Games Workshop's own words, it sounds as if... Sorry. No, it's you got formation. It. Formation. It, this, is, this battle-tested formation is available for every Space Marine chapter. So 
No, you hit on it. Yeah, so yeah. it even sounds like our Blood Angels, our Dark Angel Brothers, our Space Wolves, they're all going to have access to the Gladius Task Force. And that was something that I missed and Scott pointed out to me today. Um, man, that feels like fifth with the little supplements, sixth with, you know, like Drakari t- <laughs> yeah, detachments. Yeah, it feels like you could be able to stack some things on here. And I, can't, I think that's still within the realm of simple. I mean... No, no, absolutely. So you have your faction ability, and this is something that I am... I'm curious about, so is the faction ability of pointing out and re-rolling hit and wound rolls specific to everybody, or is it actually going to change perfection like Salamander's Blood Angels? Yeah, that will be interesting to see if they are able to keep that and then add another nuance. Now, my personal opinion is I think all Space Marines take the oath of moment. Um, They differentiate from it if they maybe interpret the Codex of Stardust a little differently, like our Space Wolves, our Blood Angels, and our Dark Angels do. Um, so I'll be curious if they don't have a way to nuance, say, a Raven Guard from a Salamander uh, through detachment abilities or faction abilities. Maybe they do that through characters or something. Yeah, I mean, it was it was. I can imagine uh, Vulcan Histunk jumping into a squad and letting them reroll, like they he currently does reroll Melta wounds. Right, and right. Just having kinda. even more cushion on that. You can, uh, I mean, in this hypothetical scenario, oath of moment, one squad have everything bring it down while other guys are getting some neat rerolls against something that isn't that squad. Yeah, very fifth ed vibe. Um, but let's talk about the combat doctrine. So the first thing um, for this Gladius Test Force detachment rule is Devastator. It's, this unit is eligible to shoot in which the turn it advanced. So, I mean, that pretty much x nays every negative to shooting yeah like um, it doesn't say like heavy weapons can shoot doesn't say assault weapons can shoot. Right. it means if you advance which is pretty big mm-hmm. you can shoot everything effectively turns into an assault weapon absolutely which <laughs> follows up into tactical you can fall back and shoot yeah the same turn charge. in which you uh yeah the, your a unit is eligible to shoot and charge in a turn in which it fell back that's 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 Very, fine all this shit is <laughs> so reminiscent of jakari and then, just to top it off, the Assault Doctrine, which you can are eligible to charge in which a turn you advanced. Yes. That, that is, is uh, big for Marines. And what, what I like about this, and as I read and interpreted this, it sounds like you can pick which Doctrine you want to deploy. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit, you only get to use it once per game. Which is which is a huge balancing factor. So no one's just sitting on Devastator Doctrine, right. or, or no one's just advancing and charging the whole game. You have to use a tactic. Tactically, right? Yeah, and even more importantly, you get the option as to when to deploy. Because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest issues I took with the way they did it originally is that they all have to start with a certain, albeit there's probably a stratagem that corrects this, but you have to start in a certain doctrine in the, in the old way, in the yeah. old guard. You, know. you started, you started with uh, Devastator. Interesting. So in this case, you there was four or five renditions of how they did combat doctrines, but uh, no, this one I like two to for two reasons. One. Movement is pretty key in this game. The second is <clears throat> it's not another damage, just damage buff that's just raining down on your opponent's parade. It's literally uh, movement on the board. It's it's setting up for turn two, turn three, clashing. Yeah. It's it's uh, it really makes you think. It's not an obvious one like oath. Oath is just point and click. Right. 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 Um, well, hey, let's go to our hypothetical toolbox, though. You know, in a scenario, I don't wanna, where, I'm talking real stuff right now. <laughs> no, but we're going to combine oath a moment with some of these combat doctrines because I can already see the writing on the wall. And the turn one, 
You want to drop Devastator Doctrine? Okay, well, I'm going to pick a target that I want everything to run and get in range of, and we're going to get our rerolls on it. Okay, oh, yeah. well, you know, we, we then we're going to deploy Tactical Doctrine when my opponent throws Gazgirl Throck or Abbott on the spoiler in there, and that, that unit managed to survive. Okay, boys, you're going to you're going to walk it back, and then we're going to oath the moment that son of a gun, and he's done. You know, yeah. like that's there's yeah. a lot of cool little reactionary things that Marines can pull people into false sense of security. And if that wasn't enough, you can queue up Salt Doctrine and countercharge the turn following. Oh, and you throw Bobby G into the mix, uh, Rabute Gilliman. Oh, boy. and now you're uh, Otha Momening two people, two squads. I mean, that was a fair segue. I like that. Very classy. So let's talk about Papa G. Let's. So um, remind me, Scott, what's the toughness of a land raider, the new land raider? Oh, I do believe that is 12. Oh, my gosh. And what is the new and improved toughness of. Bobby G the tank. Well, he's toughness nine, but I mean, <laughs> what I also want to zero in on is that he has ten wounds now. They haven't talked about s- sniping out leaders out of squads. Uh, well, a little bit they have. So let, yeah, now in our discussions on this, just to give the audience a little bit insight into our mania, um, while we were discussing this, we we're trying to figure out like how B A Papa G was it, within the context of everything else we've seen in tenth edition thus far. And you know, a little bit about we know for characters that can become leaders that can then in, embed themselves in a bodyguard squad and you can't attack them until you've killed all the bodyguards barring weapons like precision. Um, Papa G has some interesting things. So he does not have the leader word. We're, we're wondering if it's because he hits that 10 wound threshold. Back that's in the my old guess. Days. Well, that's a fair assumption. I mean, back in the old days, current 9th and 8th edition, if you were nine wounds or less, you could effectively hide like independent character-wise. You know, look out, sir. Anything above nine wounds, your ten wounds, then you're not hiding effectively. Now Papa G has Ultramarine's bodyguard, and I think they did that for two reasons: one, so he couldn't have a ten-man Terminator squad. <laughs> this is bodyguards, at, right? At toughness five, what are they? Four wounds now? Oh, geez, yeah. I mean, four wounds, T five, two up, four up. Like there, there's no way that you could get through it, and I think that's a good decision on probably part. so. But they still made it to where this guy is going to be. Uh, you're going to have a heck of a time trying to shoot him and snipe him out. Um, with abilities like Ultramarine Bodyguards, when he's within three inches of Adeptus Astartes Infantry, he inherits the Lone Operative ability, which if my memory serves in the very short time this rule's been out, it effectively grants him like a stealth, where if you're outside 12 inches, you, you can't target him. Uh, stealth is just negative one, I believe. Right. Well, not stealth. Not. I, you'll have to excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Stealth in other games means different things. But in this case, the character is untargetable unless you are within the 12-inch threshold. 12 inches or closer, that is. So, Okay. Okay, I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, lone operatives. It's so as it's been articulated, we're getting way off the beaten path. No, that's. Um, I think this is important information to talk about because the lion's going to have this too, Lionel Johnson. So I imagine we're going to see our loyalist primarchs who are big enough to still confer buffs, but not so big that they're you know demon prince primarchs. You could pick them out of a crowd. Essentially, a lookout, sir. Yeah, it's a in an old roundabout way. It is. Um, in this case, you know, you're going to target them. Now, what's fun about this guy? As you mentioned, uh, author of the codex, he can lend out. Another combat doctrine. That's fun, right? Um, and then more importantly, he still has his armor of fate just to rub that dirt in all the wounds of you the You said combat that... doctrine or oath of moment? Oath of moment, I'm sorry. You got uh, okay, it. Okay. Yeah. I, I stand corrected. Huge too. You can tell the content is still new in our hearts and our minds, and it's not Dark Eldar. So we'll, we're bound to make a couple of mistakes, but we'll never admit to them. I mean, essentially, they're thing. coming out with a, a huge in-depth preview. Not in-depth, but enough to really wrap to... You could spent a week on right 
and really um, dive into stuff. So we're, yeah, I guess everybody just be patient with us if we do make mistakes because uh, just like a game of 40K, nothing's ever been played right <laughs> to the truest. I feel like I could go on all day about how awesome Reboot <laughs> Gilliman is. I'm reading about Primark of the 13th. I mean, the guy within six inches of them, they're going to get plus one to their objective control characteristic and they can reroll yeah. battle shock tests. So now your uh, basic infantry are like 30 shot objective control like so my witches hopefully they're they've uh bringing the heat i mean it's just yeah, he, the he bottles, brings so i mean like that's they're gonna be oc3 that's that's insane it is it is uh so he brings what ultramarines feel like now does that mean does that mean he's oc5 does he give himself the plus one <laughs> he may is he uh what is the what is the word he's his own friendly yeah he's an adeptus astartus he's a friendly we'll see how the rule book kind of clarifies that but that's always a fun one those of you that know the the rules lawyering is are you a friend to yourself are you within an inch of yourself you know that's sort of fun gambit yeah supreme strategist once per turn you can get target one friendly adeptus astartes within 12 um of this model with a stratagem for zero cp and can do so even if another unit from your army has been targeted for the stratagem. Okay. I know we're, we're hitting past our acceptable minute mark talking about the Bumkay's genetically enhanced soldiers or their poor attempt at it, but I do want to hit on... I don't think so. You don't think so? 20 minutes apiece. No, I'm, we're talking 15 apiece, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go as long as it takes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, so those of you that were sort of following along as this was dropping, you know, you start noticing strength profiles going up, APs going down. I mean that they're, they don't, the pin isn't as, as high anymore, but mm -hmm. like you hit like the heavy onslaught Gatling cannon and this thing has, you know, it's, it's 12 shots hitting on threes, strength six, doesn't have any armor pin, but it has devastating wounds. So it's wound, it's getting mortar wound, mortal, mortal wounds. wounds on sixes, yeah. which is huge. It's pretty nice. And th this is where, this is the first sort of all breaks I, I hit when I first was reading about this, the heavy laser destroyer. I don't like it. Well, it's strength 16. And I'm like, why do we, and then I'm reminded, that's right, Gilliman is toughness nine. <laughs> and tanks <laughs> are going up to 12 and 14. It's insane. Yeah. So note it right now, as we've noted so far, the highest toughness we've seen in our trek through the new factions um, is the toughness 12 land raider. Yeah. And why is monkey... Technology string 16. D6 plus four damage. <laughs> Two <laughs> shots, by the way. Yeah, well, I imagine Belisarius Cowell, he's monkeyed around with some, some monkeyed around with some Xenos tech. So. Does he have a Christmas card from the, the from <laughs> Kimura? He may. We should send him one if he does not already. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's pretty much a good gist of Marines. They, they also went over the Ballistus Dreadnought. So it dropped the... The the uh, the dreadnoughts went down on a wound. They're up to toughness ten. Um, there's the 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 degradation profiles doesn't exist until I think the last quarter of your wounds. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be as much um, having to t keep you know track of. Okay, I'm at a third wounds. I'm at half. You know, I'm a half. I'm I like third. that. Um, it makes your vehicle. Here's the other thing. Uh, we, we have zero clue what points are. My perspective is that vehicles are going to be a little bit more expensive than they currently are. Just like, like I would hope so with the amount of wounds we're seeing and toughness and the fact that something like a uh, Land Raider now has assault ramps. Um, you know, we almost swipe, swipe back past the most important thing, um, transport capacity on all of these. 
It's no longer exclusive to Adeptus Astartes, so you can put your Primaris in your Land Raider. I know. There's no such thing as Primaris, though. It's just Adeptus Astartes. No, and I understand that. But, to, yeah, for a clarification, though, in the old world, yeah. you had to buy your special Primaris transports. In this case, I mean, you can you can stock some Assault Primaris <laughs> intercessors, rather, in a Land Raider, have it roll up, have them disembark with Assault ramps. They'll be able to Assault. That person in the GW <clears throat> suite should be kicking themselves that they ever, ever, you know, propose that. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta sell those other tanks. You gotta sell the. the <laughs> and from my understanding, they're really good. I mean, as I say that, I, one of these weapon profiles, strength sixteen. Yeah, you gotta sell those other tanks. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, and then I, you know, in closing, so we've hit on all of it. Let's hit on only in death does duty end. Essentially, two CP. You're fighting on death. I like it. Not awesome. on a four up, you die. If you haven't that fought very, yet, you're going to be able to strike. That is very oath a moment. I like it. I feel like so far, Marines have really touched on fluff, tactics, really good um, spread on weaponry that we've seen so far. <clears throat> and we'll, we'll see more of that as we go through these factions. And I mean, I'll, I'll add some colorful commentary where I think the direction is going from a meta perspective where the fluff and the crunch sort of intermix and we get a you know, tabletop game out of it. I just gave it, Scott. Well, for the Marines, you did, but as we get <laughs> deeper down this rabbit hole that is Komarag, I'm, I'm going to have more input to offer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, oh. let's move along to our... Uh, from the, the Bugs, beyond. the Tyranids. From the Beyond, the Star Gods. The biomass of the stars. Numb your flesh away. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Synapse. This is the first thing I really wanted to address. Uh, synapse um, really doesn't screw anything, which I like... <clears throat> All it really does is if you're within six inches of a synapse creature, if you take a battle shock test, it just gives you that additional D6. Yeah, so you're rolling three D6 instead of two D6. Which is huge. Yeah. So it most likely means that you're not going to fail within the synapse, but it, it there's still a possibility, which I I like that mechanic. I do too. Uh, if anything, and I hope I'm not wrong, put great emphasis as we've talked a tremendous amount on morale, battle shock, and of course, objective controlled. Um, in this case, as long as the Tyranids are well within their synapse range, six inches to start, and we'll get more on that later. Fingers crossed that Battleshock is actually something that matters in yeah, this game. Yeah, well, we're going to be beating that horse to death, trust me, because we've been seeing a lot of things that seem to interact with it. And in this case, there's a coldly logical approach to the Shadow of the Warp. I'm sorry, I'm going to have myself. The synapse. <laughs> no, but I mean, we've seen uh, Tyranids and Chaos Knights, huge faction-based... Army rules based around battle shock, which is it's pretty big. I mean, <laughs> stay with it, guys. You know, yeah. keep keep it on track and keep that going. But yeah, with synapse, you're effectively going to ensure that none of your stuff is going to break. You're going to keep that objective control down, and you're going to be in the fight for as long as you need to be. So go ahead and uh, let's go over uh, army rule. Yeah, I, I got so far ahead of myself saying coldly logical. I let slip from the tongue shadow of the war, but that's usually the first you know tremor you feel when the nids come into contact. I felt like synapse was something I wanted to talk about first because it's always been a thing since. No, no, you're forever. good. No, you're I'm you're sorry. you're the one that's right. You're going chronologically down the line. I'm I'm looking to make the lizard man joke because for the longest time, Warhammer Fantasy, that's how they work. They rolled three d six because they were coldly logical. All right, that's so right. Here we that's are, right. shadow that's in the right. warp. Um, so if your army faction's Tyranids, once per battle, on either of the command phases, whether it's yours or your opponent's, you can decide to unleash the Shadow of the Warp. And when you do, each enemy unit on the battlefield must take a battle shock test. That is huge! You could potentially shut down that turn to come everything, for, for everything. Con controlling objectives, receiving commands. That puts so much heat on your opponent, uh -huh. opponent and, like, 
My guess, I'm just, again, I, I'm thinking about Drakari. I'm rocking a seven or eight across the board. You hope? <laughs> I mean, eight, eights with, with a sergeant, right? And uh, maybe some nines with Cabal the Blackheart. But again, we don't, I, I have no clue. I'm just speculating. And uh, that's a lot of failed, because uh, I have to beat that. Yeah. And maybe they'd knock it down to a six because I'm an eight. Um, but I'm failing half. Yeah, you're more than likely gonna, you know, that that turn half, could half could, or more could certainly turn not to be in your favor, just from really the army ability. And it's interesting that they they give them, and we're gonna get more on that later. There's a lot and of these sort of once per game abilities. Vehicles that these armies have are leaderships. I noticed that too. Yeah, not only vehicles have leadership, they also have uh, the ability to control objectives. And there's a lot of things you can't do when you're battleshocked, uh, which we'll go over after all our faction previews. <laughs> yeah, we'll devote an entire show to the rules as we know it. Um, so yeah, uh, as we're moving down the line, you know, we did get some more unit spotlight in the case of, geez, right away I noticed Gene Sealers, two wounds. Two wounds. Two if, wounds. So the five up in Volm. That is, I, I, I agree. They, I agree. They have four attacks, and that's nice. They're hitting on twos. They're strength four with a minus two AP and one damage. And I believe they have this thing called Vanguard Precision, where effectively, if they get to reroll wound rolls of one, and if they're within the range of an objective marker, they just get to reroll all the rerolls. They don't have... I mean, again, we is this the true data sheet? Is there another page of this data sheet? What are you sad about? What do you what do you think's missing? Uh, I liked the strength five on... Gene Steelers and uh, essentially they're they've got four attacks. Hitting on twos is pretty big, actually. Yeah, it's pretty big, and they're rerolling their wound rolls of one without having to have any backup for that. But strength four, neg two, one damage. I mean, that's an all. Uh, I mean, what if they're like seven points, eight points, and they get the scout move of eight inches at the start of the game? Gotta like that. Yeah, that doesn't put it on the. Oh, scout core eight, yeah. Okay. No, that's a good unit. <clears throat> At ten points, I would. I. Ten June Sealer Colts, hundred points. That's twenty wounds for hundred points. That. You think they'll be ten? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to speculate too much on the point costs. We'll keep it more in just the. the I like verbiage to, in there. I like. To I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It'll be a hundred points. We're gonna go War Machine Mark One. <laughs> But movement eight, um, T4, two wounds. I think it's a great unit. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be bring one per your your army. It doesn't sound like a bad unit, especially with scout. Yeah, you have a handful of those units. It's It's, going to be... I mean, essentially, you've got 16 inches turn one. You know, if you don't take first turn, then you move them eight into cover and then move another eight. It's pressure on your opponent. It's 20 wounds. On it's 20 wounds. And uh, we don't know what else they have. Yeah, what are their little stratagems they may have in the pocket there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, folks, you'll have to bear with us. We're going to hop articles real quick because one of the clever things that Games Workshop has done is they've hidden some of the more intriguing aspects of the factions across the board. So to kind of put in perspective some of what these uh, Tyranids could potentially do, and if you were to, say, take a, an invasion fleet detachment, you're going to gain the hyper-adaptations rule which is the start of the first battle round. You're going to select one of the follow hyper-adaptations to the turn into your army, and it rests. It, it will remain in play until the end of the battle. But effectively, what you're, you're getting options to 
do well against infantry or swarm units, do well against monsters and vehicles, or do well against characters in form of gaining things like sustained hits, lethal hits, or precision. So, you know, you can kind of assess what kind of opponent you're going up against, and it, you know, before the game starts, adapt to it. Which is awesome. I yeah, mean, that's, like I say, one <laughs> of many potential detachment rules, but I do like that one, that kind of catch-all. Do you think they'll have at minimum three detachment? Just I'm hoping to start so. off. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm, so. I'm hoping, again, if we don't see action rules, I hope three you're going to have to see detachments take the place of that so you can get your different, you know, high fleet behemoth. Yeah. Leviathan. Oh, we got to make sure we have that, right? Right. <laughs> but another thing that they didn't really like keep in with the uh, uh, rest of the preview was the, the, the new Synapse, the uh, Neuro Tyrant. Oh, right. Yeah. Do you want to, t- yeah, I'll let you take away that one. So essentially, it's the big b- debuff bug. So now you have a turn where you can cause a, a Battleshock test. Then um, this model in your command phase uh, selected up to two t- uh, tier nine models within 12 inches of this model until the start of your next command phase. Those are always within synapse range, which is pretty cool. Uh, but what it also does is if one or more neuro tyrants from your army are on the battlefield, when you use Shadow of the Warp, subtract one from the battle test, each enemy unit on the <laughs> battlefield must take. So imagine three. That's like, that's an egg three to your battle shock test just for being on the board. No, no, you, you're only getting one, minus one. It says subtract one for each unit. Track one from the battle test. Each enemy unit on the battlefield must take as a result. So each each enemy unit, the wording in one this. One more. Okay, okay. So it's just no. one. Yep. So you don't want one. But that's still pretty nice. I mean, you're looking at like it. So most of these guys are leadership seven, right? So now you have to roll under a six with your with your your morale. Good luck with that. Over. Over. Yeah, we're all learning, right? Right. So even Marines would have to pass on a seven. Yep. Which. Starts putting them in fail range. You're right. Even six is a fail range, right? Um, no, that's... It's a huge scoring turn for them. It seems like, yeah, you could absolutely set up a scenario mid-game, especially when Marine thinks he's going to be hot and drop a combat doctrine that's going to get in your face, and you can just effectively neuter their ability to score. Right. They're not holding on to any objectives, especially if you're going back to... Horde Tyranids, which I think is just It, it might huge. be that sort of tactic that enables them to stay on top of the tournament list. Sustain hits from, from Biovores. Like, I think they have an auto-wounding of fours. Interesting. So now you're dealing fours and then, I think, sixes. Like, you're just, your mm-hmm. damage potential is out on basic infantry. So, and that's against vehicles. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I just do want to put in perspective that Bobby G's T9 again, and the Swarm Lord <laughs> is T10. He is T10. Yeah, we're going up. We only, and With he's also 10 wounds. 10 yeah. wounds. <laughs> he's got a four-up in Vuln, sitting on a nice two-plus save. But what I liked about him with his um, is this his bone sabers, they're twin links. So this guy bone with his eight saber. attacks, he's going to hit you on twos. He's a strength of nine, AP two, three damage on these, but he's going to reroll his wounds on him because he's twin-linked. Right. Jeez. <laughs> I think that was so that was always in my mind. If I'm our friend uh, that played Tyranids, the biggest complaint about that guy is not having enough bite when you go in there to ensure that he crushes when he needs to crush. But he had, I mean, previously he had like a potential of like lots of shots, psychic power, That's true, and then yeah. enough. So you didn't want like triple threat, <laughs> sixteen wounds flying around. 
Now, what I'm noticing about him I don't see is the ability to hide. He does have leader. Take that back. Yeah. So this guy can have my bodyguards. Guess, I, my guess is it's the tyrant guard. That would be cool. That would be fun. Um, Which is kind of how it is now. You have to blow up the tyrant guard and get to get to the swarm lord. So he's got, you know, nine, 12 wounds just like, gah. Right out in front yeah, of Yeah, I mean, hypothetically speaking, if one were to acquire a Leviathan box set and go with the Tyranids, I think the natural upgrade would want to get a Swarm Lord. I don't what? know. I love Hive Tyrants, but <laughs> Swarm Lord is looking awesome. Swarm Lord is good. I'm, I hope that the Hive Tyrant has some shooting available. Like, I, I want a psychic power shooting. I imagine they may have different names for him. Taking a page out of Age of Sigmar book with all the different bloodthirsters. Well, I mean, they did the Neuro Tyrant, they okay, have the Hive okay. Tyrant, and then yeah, so they, they've already... Yeah, I think they're doing it. That'd be good. Um, I'm trying to look at, at the start of the command phase, if this model is on the battlefield, you get one CP, just for being... Right. Which is big, because I hear... And uh, that, there's a mirror to that, too. Definitely, you can you can go ahead, keep reading that. You can throttle your opponent later with a nice little, neat little trick involving CP. Yeah, and then malignant presence once per battle. After oh, it's basically uh, vecting your opponent. <laughs> yeah, you can choose to increase the CP cost of one of their command points. Yeah, get vect. One of their stratagems. Get vect. <laughs> and then the last thing uh, that's on the hive tyrant uh, data sheet is domination of the hive mind. While a friendly tyranid unit is within nine of this model, that unit. That unit is within your army's synapse range. Yeah, so that he inherently has a nine-inch synapse okay. bubble. Um, so yeah, you can combo him then with some of the uh, the other units you're referencing, where you can sort of bounce around and have those little twelve-inch, you know, synapses. Everything on that board is well, they don't got to worry about any leadership this turn, really. If you're on three d six, yeah. So big threat. We're already three three minutes here. Big threat. <laughs> <laughs> Two up, four up, bodyguard from the hot the the swarm lord, and he is a combat beast. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. I, you should. Watch out, Bobby G. I'll be looking out for Gazgirl tomorrow. <laughs> it, well, that would be a pretty good fight. Um, yeah, Gazgirl, good lord. Um, Speaking of the lords. The dark lords, that is. The ruin is yeah. four. We got Chaos Space Marines up next. Chaos Space Marines. Death to the false emperor, they false say. False emperor. Let the corpse god rot and die, finally. He's just sitting on the throne. Taking up space. Taking up bloody space. What is that Astronomicon anyway? Stupid. Okay. So Chaos Space Marines now. This is where I started to, as an old Chaos Space Marine player, realize the 10th edition sort of landscape of how faction fluff and faction crunch were going to go in a meta sense. Sure. Um, so Not to dwell too much in the past, but previously they had given in 9th edition Chaos Space Marines the ability to effectively do combat doctrines in their own way. A lot of exploding sixes, if I remember correctly. Which is a, an actually pretty good... It's like 17% increase on damage, which is yeah, not bad. It's, it's pretty cool. Before that, it was Death of the False Emperor, which was kind of the same song and dance in that regard, just in melee. And here we have it now where they, they do dark packs. Now, in this case, before uh, each time a unit were to select itself to shoot or fight, they can choose to make a dark pack with the gods. And if they do, they can select between either lethal hits or sustained hits. And this is each time, each correct, time. Scott? Yeah, this is each time. So when they shoot or when they fight, so you could double up once and twice in one turn. However, after making this dark pack, they have to pass a leadership test. And if they don't pass it, they're going to sustain D3 mortal wounds, as I'm sure the dark gods... Worth it. 
wagging their finger and say, you failed to live up to my expectations. Or maybe they're just basking too much in their own glory and they step on a landmine. But it's a, it's an interesting mechanic, I think, to... I like it. Uh, it. I mean, you can jack up your damage potential if you need it. Right, and so what's interesting about this, previously a lot of the faction abilities were... They were only really there for the Heretic Astartes, the Space Marine aspect that cast Space Marines. In this case, Dark Pack can be utilized even by the Cultists. Which is... <laughs> you want you want your little fun. banger squad that you can afford to take D3 Mortal Wounds if they fail a leadership test because who cares they're Cultists. And lethal hits are automatic hits. Yeah, auto wounds if you hit on a... Yeah, <laughs> auto, yeah automatic wounds for on 68. Yep. It's like old Poison and Fantasy. I'll reference games from that. And back. I sure hope that there's a, a plus one to your lethal hit potential. Oh, that would be interesting, yeah. And then if that wasn't enough, sustain hits can get really nasty when you're thinking of things like, I don't know, demon engines? Possessed? Like something that already has a good chunk in an AP, you just want that extra bite to it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, oh man, lots of good stuff there. Like to... You basking in the dark glory now? (laughs) I've always been there. Yeah, hypothetically speaking. We're always there. (laughs) Hypoth- right. Hypothetically speaking, if you had to play a Chaos Space Marine faction, what would it be? Oh, God. Emperor's Children. I fucking love Noise Marines after reading Fabius Bell. Riggedy Ra. Like, yeah. Speaking of song. They don't care about anything. Yeah, so it makes sense, folks. The, Wraith Bone. The Drukhari player would say my adjacent faction would be a Solnash one. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, um, honestly, Death Guard. I played it. And that's right, you did. I almost I sideswiped past that. Now, of course, that's a different faction focus altogether. But in, it, in the it, spirit it is, of the, but if I had the to lore, play it, I, I love the the their tactics. the The models are awesome. The whole aesthetic to the to how they play the rot. Yeah, and Mortarian ain't no bitch. <laughs> that's what you say. I mean, seriously. I mean, he's a real curmudgeon, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. I. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> but and no, that we could devote a whole show of our Slin- high hubris opinion of these baby primarchs. <laughs> Slanesh or Death Guard would be the the two that I have cool. to pick. But well, then we get a unit profile snapshot of Legionaries. Uh, we still have those two wounds, which to me is new. I you know I'm a, I'm an eighth edition guy going into ninth, so I, I still appreciate that <laughs> going into tenth. Now, going into tenth now from ninth to tenth, I'm still enjoying the two wounds. Um, what I did like about these guys, Veterans of the Long War, effectively gives them the same role we saw in the Gene Stealers, where they can re-roll their wound rolls of one, or they can re-roll their wound rolls if they're within the objective uh, range. I'm wondering how many more units, like if our, our your battle line, a lot of those battle line units are going to have little gimmicks like that. The, yeah, you kind of slurred that one sentence together. Re-rolling all of your wounds if they're within an objective market yeah, is pretty big. it is pretty big. Yeah, the important part is to go reference the Gene Stealers, because we're seeing battle line characters or battle line units effectively have more bite based on objectives, which is fun because then like I, I'm not the only one benefiting from objective based combat. Right. Um, hopefully we see a lot more than that. Like I, <laughs> let me see some poison three ups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're getting way ahead of yourself. Here. I am not way ahead of myself. I'm seeing the future, which is a way of saying you're ahead of yourself. <laughs> Uh, and then they have for war gear abilities the chaos icon, which in this case allows you to reroll the test for the dark pack ability, the leadership test you'd have to take to ensure that the gods aren't displeased with your actions and your devotions. Which is awesome. I uh... it's simplified. Um, you know, here's a couple of things I'm wondering about. Um, what what are marks going to be like in this? Like, is it assumed? I that... hope it's back to the old fifth ed where you're like, I'm going to take I'm going to take Nurgle. I'm going to mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to the... go up T five or. 
Maybe they spiff it up and give you a, a feeling of pain. The um, the previous edition, ninth edition, the current one right now, I should say, the way the marks worked, it effectively allowed you to turn a Chaos Space Marine unit into one of the Primaris units you wanted it to be. So, you know, if you wanted to go corn, you could have extra bite on your, your AP, I believe. Um, Slanesh, uh, anyway, without remembering all the reference in front of me, they have, each little mark kind of allowed you to enable the unit perform almost like a Primaris counterpart. So we'll see if we get that option, or in this case, if it's just assumed that if you're playing Heretic Astartes, barring your Emperor's Children, of course, that you're going to be one of the Undivided Legions. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with I think that that works. Even more cadence to the fact that we may see an Emperor's Children book in 10th edition. That'd be sweet. Now who's getting ahead of themselves? <laughs> you know, those those sound, those noise marine models are outdated as... I, I, don't get me started. You know, I have 30, no, 25 of, um, enough to make 25 noise marines, those packs of sonic weapons. Yeah, I remember them. It's, They're they still sweet. They don't look bad on the new Chaos Space Marine kit. So those of you out there that want to do some converting, they, they really don't. It's worth it. If, if you can stomach the fine cast, and some fine casts are made better than others, that's for sure. Can I tangent? Tangent away, because we're going on to Abaddon, and any glory I can steal away from him, I will do every fracking time. So I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Anyways, everyone loves him. He's not like he's Arabic. There's always a, a a gamble with like backtracking and buying some of these old fine cast models. Do I go ahead and build, buy, and paint forty old grotesque models, or do I sell them on eBay for a hundred bucks a pop or thirty dollars a pop and hope <laughs> that they come out hope. with new ones? Yeah, or you can make your own. Or you can make your own, yeah. I some mean, really, there's some really good kits out there now that are we haven't to do discussed that. the ethics of 3D printing. But if GW doesn't have a model, do you want to start me, now on that? Let's no. say, we'll just if GW <laughs> doesn't have a model for me, and now for something completely different. If G <laughs> if I have a unit and there's no model supplied, what the fuck am I? What the heck am I supposed to do? Yeah, you get creative. Um, some kit bashing, or you know, take to eBay. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Let's not go completely down that hole. I just wanted to say that, like... We could tell it's an exposed nerve waiting to be plucked like a uh, string, right? <laughs> but All right, let's, so let's go on to Abaddon. To chaos. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's do oh. two more things before we go to Abaddon. First, okay, Bale Flamer uh, from the Helldrake. Oh, yes. I, uh, I'm Okay, yeah, I'll let you take it away on this. I feel like I've hogged too much of the dark. Ignores cover, torrent, torrent weapons, uh, and their profile is known as torrent. Each time... An attack is made with such weapon that oh, it's just a flamer. And auto hits. No, that's good to see that that's auto hits back. But it's D six plus three strength six neck two, two damage neck one two damage. Sorry. Right. Okay. So it's uh, flying around doing some pretty good damage, and we don't know what the combat potential is, but it's that's a lot of potential hits. I wonder how that would work with sustained hits. Oh god, because you could. Take oh, would it though? Because it auto hits. Is it? Will it have Heretic Astartes in its profile? It more than likely will for its keyword. It's its army keyword. Uh, We're already seeing a potential for an errata already. <laughs> I might be overlooking something. So if we do no. come across that, we'll, we'll address it later. I but mean, I, even, I just was wondering about that. In which case, folks, just stick with lethal hits. <laughs> but doesn't, it doesn't, how can you appropriate right. lethal hits when there's no hitting? That's true too. So yeah, what does this thing get? Is a flame? Yeah, I'd be curious to see how those are. It it'll either be a ratted or I bet you a heretic Astartes, which is like an actual marine. Won't it won't be listed on there because it's a demon engine. 
But we don't know. What would Torrent work on a heretic Assertus models, right? If they had flamers. Well, they do. How did it work? Exactly. And then, last but not least, I want to go over the flesh metal guns on obliterators. Do you want to cover that? No, you're, you're doing great, kid. Keep crushing. <laughs> All right, we have uh, three different profiles. Focused Malice, which is Melta 2, Renew a Salvo, Blast, and Warp Hail, Sustain plus one. So the Melta is just D3 attacks, which I don't like. Why don't they just give them two? <laughs> Ballistic skill three, strength twelve, which is awesome well, because I have to. I have an answer for that question. Uh, the rest, the rest of melted gun shots are strength nine. For some reason, this is strength twelve because it's a flesh metal gun and it's the D three hits. But no, to to that point, chaos is always randomizing everything. Right, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. And you it's get flat very used four to damage, which is not bad. That is pretty dang good. So potential of twelve. Next. The salvo gun is D6 shots with blast, which blast is for every additional five, every five guys um, that's in the unit, you get an additional automatic hit. So if there's 10 guys in there, you get D6 plus two. Ballistic skill three, strength eight, neck two, two damage. So it's just a like marine shooter. Then we have the warp hail sustain hits plus one. It is 24 inches, D6 plus 3, ballistic skill 3, strength 5, neg 1, 1 damage. This is going to clear out a trench, maybe. I mean, you have, it just. It's a big drum fed thing he's got on his arm. One of them. Right. You have anti-tank, anti-elite infantry, and then you have anti-tyranids. Horde. But do you want to go over the... uh, Abaddon? You're looking at me. Abaddon? Yeah. yeah. So what we're noticing with our Abaddon the Despoiler, one thing I'd like to gloat about is the Toughness 5. Well, our Papa G, he's Toughness 9, so we're starting to see a division between those Adeptus Astartes, Heretic Astartes, I stand corrected, that have been imbued with the powers of chaos, who fancy themselves as equals to Primarchs, but in reality and truth are not. Now, Abaddon does come with some neat gifts that enable him to lead not only the Black Legion, but the um, Undivided Legions of Chaos and his sort of triumphant return to real space. Um, you know, he has with his War Master ability in the command phase, he can select one of the War Master abilities, and you'll see three of them in his profile. And until the start of his next command phase, the model has that ability. Now, these things come in form of bubbles where he enables units within six inches of them to re-roll attack rolls. Also comes with auras that enable him to have a four-up invuln save. And uh, actually, even things within six inches of him. And then lastly, uh, in things within six inches of him, the Heretic Astartes can reroll their leadership and battle shock test. So he can kind of do a little bit of that Papa G insulation and keeping the morale up. Uh, still, you know, reigning in with nine wounds, so one less than Gwilliman in that case, but still maintains that two-plus save and a four-up invuln. Um, he does have leader, however, where Gwilliman doesn't, so you can absolutely take those Chaos Terminators and insulate your boy with them. Which is insane. It's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so I think on the whole, I, I like Abaddon. Uh, you know, one thing I'll, I have never been able to bring myself to do is to buy one for my Chaos Space Marine army, because the word bearers I don't think would rightfully you know, <laughs> defer to that. No, it, it's just, it's it's not, that's not true what I just said there. They, they would. They respect the War Master and they'll see him too to his bitter end like they did before. Uh, no, what I what I like to see is have Marduk as a character brought in. So, if you're listening Games Workshop, before Logar, bring me Marduk. 
I uh, his melee is pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. You know, so we kind of answer a question. Marks, I do, I think, are going to be around based off of dark, uh, dark obfuscation, Ops- obscuration. <laughs> if I could read for once, you know, I'm not far off as far as the uh, the definition on this, but. Uh, effectively, you can pick one of your Heretic Astartes units, spend one command point when your opponent's shooting at him, and until the end of the phase, the unit has a stealth ability. In addition, if they're a Nurgle unit until the end of the phase, they can only be selected as a target if the range attack is within 12 inches. Boom, there it is. There's your they have, like, they have uh, you know, lone operative, effectively. Which Pretty I cool. miss Cloud of Flies. Yeah, Cloud of Flies is back. <laughs> but for every Chaos unit. <laughs> well, hey, Nurgle Chaos units, but for Chaos Base Marine proper, right? But this is just how I think comboing that up already. Terminators, Abaddon. Yeah. And you throw that on a unit. Yes. Abs- oh, my. Yourself. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And he is, and I I mean, yeah. And you get to see that he gives them better invulns. They don't have four up. He's going to give them four up. Like, yeah, there's some there's some dirty things you can do with Abaddon in a bodyguard squad for sure. I, you may be returning to Death Star units. But then you have Oath of Moments. So it's supposed to be a counter. Right. I already talked you about hope, this. You hope. <laughs> you, have you can't even target it so if it's within 12. We're returning. You're right. Okay. Yes, this is getting hard. This is harder to do. Right? You can't target <laughs> within 12, and Abaddon's in the middle of it. I mean, my play style is always just avoid that type of unit, but that does. I mean, you could drive Raiders by it. You're within. I mean. Right? <laughs> drive by Raiders. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on the old Ruinous Four, as eternal as they are? I think they're going to be good. I And I hope, that, I feel like they've been left in the dust for competitive points. Um, they're either I'm something... I'm surprised to hear that because I was so enthralled with the ninth edition book. But I see I see what you mean when I saw sort of it what they were up quickly, against. It was quickly... Every time something good that was outstanding came out and it broke the meta. Chosen. Change points. Fabius Biles. That's right. Like, yep. every time something came out, it was too good. Which is, I mean... And then it was like hard to retcon some of those decisions True. that they made. So I, have, I think then, I have my closing thought then. Even eighth, it, they just gave, they gave him that 2.0 update and it was just like, blah. Yeah, it was more, you want to buy the new unit to be good. To, right. Yeah. Um, so real quick, my closing thoughts on Chaos Space Marines is the Please. reason why I don't have Abaddon is because I have Fabius Bile. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to one of the many, the... Friends of Fabius Biles, Trads in the Infinite. No, um, we're going to touch the on Necrons. The Enslavers of the Star Gods. The number is Legion. The name is Death. You might know him as your neighbor, the Necrons. Your neighborhood-friendly Necrons. Fret not if your foundation begins to crumble and a sickly green light starts to peer through the fissure that it was the center of your house as they rise. Let me uh, shoot up the uh, army-specific rule, and then you go over the detachment. That's yeah, we, we absolutely. Our cogitators are hard at work, so as they feed us information, we're gonna we're gonna keep you all folks updated. Okay, that wasn't the batch bro doing any of that. That was totally legitimately a cogitator. Yeah, so I don't know take how to away. make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, for Necrons, we have reanimation protocol. If your army faction is Necrons, no kidding. At the end of your command phase, each unit from your army with this ability activates its reanimation protocol and reanimates D3 wounds each time such a unit reanimates a wound. 
if that unit contains one or more models with fewer than their starting number of wounds remaining, select one of those models. That model regains one lost wound. If all the models in the unit have their starting number of wounds, but that unit is not at starting strength, starting th strength, blah, one destroyed model is returned to that unit, which one wound remaining. So essentially, everything is getting wounds back. Uh, essentially, they feel like a death faction in Age of Sigmar, and right. I, in a good way. Um, going back to my sentiment on the cast base brains and seeing how the 10th edition um, crunch and fluff meta are going to meet, I was interested to see that is effectively how they're articulating the Necron sort of faction ability. You know, their legion is is well, just that it's numberless. They are death. So what you see is either your characters are regenerating or your infantry are coming back. Or your elite infantry are getting wounds back. Right. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Now, as far as detachments, this is going to go pretty quick, and this is all right because I think we're going to have a lot to chew on seeing some of the unit profiles. But what they have uh, previewed for us is the Awakened Dynasty. Um, and so those of you out there would know this is effectively kind of your, your catch-all homebrew faction. Yep. That said... Uh, while a Necron character is leading the unit, each time a model in that unit makes attack, you're going to add one to that hit roll. So him and his bodyguards are going to be going to be hitting a lot easier. It was the basic Manser, you know, adding all the plus one hits to all the cryptic crap. Right. Now, as cool as that is, I'm still, I'm anticipating the Mephra Dynasty rolls. <laughs> I want to see some big guns fire and oh, some reduced AP as far as detachments go. Um, while we're talking about reanimation protocol, I think I'm just going to throw out the, the Do you want to jump right down to... The, oh, the stratagem. Yeah, okay. The stratagem, fight phase, one Necron unit from your army that has been not been selected. Fight this phase until the end of the phase. Add one to the strength characteristics of melee weapons equipped by models in your unit. In addition, if Necron character is leading until the end of the phase, improve the armor penetration characteristic of the melee weapons equipped by models in your unit, which is awesome. Now, typically Necrons aren't a melee army, but they have, since 9th edition, released more melee-centric units through They've the form of the different destroyers. Advanced advance yeah. the whole uh, destroyer cult. Right. It right. reminds me of some of the, again, I hate to dwell on Tomb Kings, but the Tomb Kings always had some really cool specialized, almost, you know, medium size to large size infantry that could really tear up your opponent while your rank and file skeleton just sat there and like rained arrows on them. I like it because Look forward to it. Yeah. Just to see the destroyer profiles uh, with that stratagem on top of it. Right. The plus one strength, the plus one AP, and then whatever else they have at their beck and call. It's exciting. It is. Um, you know, in the beginning of this, we were really excited to look at the land raider. And it's glory toughness of 12, and it's, what, 16 wounds? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this four-faction road, we stumble upon the monolith. Now, arguably, price point and points point, they're probably going to be a lot higher on this, one of which we know and the other which we can only suspect. But this fracking thing is toughness 14. Got a two-plus save, and how many wounds? 20. 20 wounds. No invuln save. I noticed that. No invuln save to save its life in that case. But it can deep strike. It has reanimation protocol, so it can regain lost wounds. And if that wasn't enough, its eternity gate allows it to deploy Necron warrior units out of it, Necron infantry units, stand corrected, out of it, or it can pick up existing ones off the table and deploy it out of it as well. And it's D3 wounds on an reanimation. Yeah, which is protocol. nice. Yeah, that's 
It's potential 15 wounds back on a monolith. Right. Now, one thing as I was looking through at shooting weapons, I was like, okay, the Gosler is okay. Yeah, it does some good shots. And then you go and read, and it's like, oh, it has four of them. Or you can replace that with four death rays. Like, okay, yeah, I got to take in mind as I'm reading these weapon profiles, this thing is is going to come as it usually does, loaded to the gills with all sorts of, you know, death rays and antimatter disruptors and all sorts of things that make you think I mean, of the Mars particle attacks. whip is 3d6 attacks. That's potential 18 at strength, think, neck, one, two damage. It's not... It's not to uh, be messed with. I think it's funny. It's movement seven. The base that big. Just <laughs> even the portal. Like, remember the old like you could basically just teleport a unit, uh-huh. suck it in, and kill it. I mean, it, they made a melee profile. Yeah, to fit that six attacks. I mean, it doesn't it not, really fit. It hits that, on two strength eight minus two AP and three damage. I mean, that's that's not slack. That's not at all. That'll kill marines. I mean, yeah, this thing's fun. Uh, it's, a, it's an expensive model that makes me want to buy it now. It's also the the update on that model. It's spectacular. It is. Um, when you see the Necron walking out, like the the middle, the portal, when it's actually like animating out of it, it's amazing. Everything about it is awesome. It has like a little like cryptic bug on the back that like yeah, they have these scarabs. Um, and if you look at that in the obelisk, there's like different ones that are yeah, they're trying like, to focus the power right in, keep it from exploding. I think from the power repairing the it or they're waking it up or they're tending to it. Yeah, all the cryptic spiders doing their thing. Very um, strange stuff. Uh, yeah, I do want to comment before we lose track of this. Necron warriors. That's what I was going to go to. Okay, next. good. Nat- natural instincts there. I, so before we get into the glory of them, not to say I was disappointed, but it was interesting to see four plus save, one wound. They're not quite hitting that mark of having multiple wounds, but when you see, I don't know what their number is, Legion, that special rule they have, you can see why. The other thing we don't know is what their point cost is. Yeah, yeah. But My guess is nine, toss 10, that away, 11 but what points. Number of Legion, like what does that do? Essentially, you're getting D3 plus three warriors back a turn. Absolutely. <laughs> So it's like, why not take him in squads of twenty if you still can? Assuming you can, I sure hope so. That's one thing that I was trying to look at at um, some of these data sheets is there's nothing of unit squad size, and I bet you they've taken that out on purpose. There are uh, there's examples of that in like the well, we'll get to it later, but just a snapshot ahead in the future. The Astra Militarum one has uh, specific squads that you may take in ten, or you can take in a company of twenty, and there's rules for each. So. Um, I'd be but curious. they didn't bring it in this one. They Why? didn't. You're right. Why? Uh, I'm not sure. So Probably because the, the difference between 10 or 20 as Maybe far as 40. rules. Now now we're doing the cross-chatter. This is bad rules in broadcasting 101, folks. <laughs> um, but no, if I had to guess, if you look at the Chaos Space Marine for Articulate 10, they're giving you what options they can take within a 10-man squad. And the same kind of iterations happen in Astro Militarum. For Necron Warriors, they're the same. Whether you have 10 or 20, there's no sergeants. The they're either going to have Goss Rifles or they're going to have their uh, their Goss Reapers. Goss Flares or Goss Reapers. Uh, both interesting stats, too. I Two shots at range 12, strength 5, neg 1, or one shot at 24. Is it Rapid Fire? It's, it's rapid, rapid Fire, fire 1. They're both lethal. lethal hits. So Goss is back with Lethal Hits. That is good on yeah. to hit instead of the wound, so it mm. gives you that better potential. I like that. That's pretty good. I want to see more of their characters. Now, they do give us the preview of the Doomsday Cannon. That's fun. Yeah. 72-inch range, D6 plus one attacks. He's hitting on threes. It's strength 15, AP minus four with four damage. Now, this thing has the devastating wounds if it didn't move. 
<laughs> and it's also heavy. So if it didn't move, it's getting plus one to hit and it has blast. So whatever it's pointing at, I mean, it could potentially drop four mortal wounds on just about anything <laughs> or more, you know. It, yeah, it depends on what how many attacks you get out of there. But odds are you're getting four and you should potentially land one, at least for mortal wounds. So I don't want to say last but not least, but this, the, the freaking void dragon, man. He's good. Anti-vehicle two plus, which means he's he's winning every vehicle on a two up. That And that's important because when you look at it, you're like, okay, well, he only got strength 12 on this. And all these vehicles we're seeing are like... That he don't care. Yeah, like toughness 12, toughness 4. He Might doesn't well care. Might as well put strength 2. Right. And the damage on that's D6 plus 2. So he's... He's got a melta spear. Right. <laughs> he does. That's just for the main strike. Now, when he sweeps that sucker, he is getting double the attacks, 10 in this case, hitting on 3, strength 8, minus 1 AP, and 2 damage. So if he needed to, he could probably uh, you know, reliably sweep through some Marines. Have you noticed that they've brought out these all these big, bad vehicles and given all the toughness and then like every faction has a way to deal with them yes handedly yeah well when we first saw the, the staggering numbers and strength you put that in juxtaposition with the uh, staggering numbers and toughness on vehicles you start to see a narrative developing as to why they are the way they are more to the point of reinforcing Gwilliman's toughness nine abaddon's toughness five but you know i <laughs> it's balance it's it's it it keeps pushing the agenda of you're going to do better if you don't spam and you take a balance list on all comers. You, you hope so. Or at least, you know, you're encouraged to try to have an answer for any one thing that your opponent could bring. I can't wait for Haywire. Haywire will be fun. What do you think? Anti-Vehicle 3 Plus? I sure hope so. That's what it seems like the Chains Fist are. Why not Haywire? Yeah, why not Haywire? Yep. So now I have Scourge, Talos. I mean, think about Drakari. Like, we don't really have, like, a he- lot of heavy weapon platforms. We just have a lot of scattered. Oh, they're all mobile. That's the beauty. Like, one here, one there kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Scourge dropping in with four Haywire would be good. Absolutely. Um, if you can do that in- anymore. And Talos with Haywire, which that's what mine are modeled with. Heat lances weren't good. That's a very good point if you can do that anymore. Um, I was reminded looking at the Chaos Space Marines. I'll hit on this so we can look to close it out. The kits and what you can take in the unit are almost becoming reflective of one another. That, yeah, that's what yeah. they really pushed at ninth. Um, you know, the days are gone now where you're kit bashing to kind of get a desirable outfit out of a group or out of a unit based off the Cody Codex entry. It's kind of sad, but hey, you know, for the newcomers, I had to put myself in their perspective. I remember back in the day having to buy a multiple unit so I could outfit the, the unit the way I wanted because that's the only way, you know, now that I knew I could do that. I didn't know any better. And my options were, as I'm seeing now in this brand new game, it's just as well. It's even more convenient. So, yeah, I mean, you no complaints. You see it on basic infantry, maybe not like heavy, like devastators. You can still take four missile launchers, four last cannons, right. kind of thing. Yeah, but all the newer releases, they're raining that in. Yeah, they want to make your, they want to make the consumer feel good about. Yeah, box. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta buy two to. Well, you have the bits. Remember that everyone was telling me you're gonna have the bits. Well, I Let still me swap do. you. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, that yeah, that concludes our first iteration through the the first four faction focus on 10th edition Warhammer 40k. Next session, we're gonna be going over Astra Militarum, Chaos Demons, Adeptus Sororitas, and the Leagues of Votan. Leagues of Votan. My favorite, the Squats. They're back. And boy, howdy. A lot of people are a little <laughs> pissed about how squatty they got. Yeah, I you know, 
I you say that, and I I am still again. I, I have very little experience in ninth, but I'm just laughing at the fact they're toughness five and all these bolters at strength four. I'm I'm loving it. I'd like to see these infantry that's tough five. It's they're dwarfs. It's good. I mean, essentially, I'm on went, board. They went from lethal hits on a four up mm-hmm. to getting plus one to hit and wound. So we'll be covering that. We'll be covering the faith dice that are Adeptus Sorotus. And then the Chaos Demons have a new mechanic. It seems like they like to corrupt the table. And the guard, well, they're still the same old buggeroos with their orders and whatnot. So look forward to that next time, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're signing out, and we are the Batch Brothers. My name is Stu. I'm Scott. And stay classy.